Welcome. You are listening to the Beach Boss Influencers Show with Adrian, Brandy, Carrie, Fran and Kat. You guessed it, they are the Beach Boss Influencers. And they're here to help entrepreneurs and small businesses like you expand your network and grow your influence by keeping you up to date on the most current social media strategies to help you build a solid foundation for a long-lasting business. Hey, welcome to today's Unleash Your Inner Badass, episode 24. Uh, my name is Brandy Shaver. These are the beaches. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about monkeys, all things monkeys. And uh, let us know in the chat if you know what that means, because uh, it's a term we use when we have monkeys on our back and we pick up other people's monkeys. And it's something that as I've grown in my journey as an entrepreneur, I've had to learn how to not pick up other people's monkeys <laughs> and to drop the monkeys on your back to get results. And it's something that really makes a huge difference. We just came out of a live workshop um, last weekend with a lot of our students, and uh, we talked a little bit about this, but we wanted to bring it up here today to help you work through some of that in your own business. So one of the things for me when I was uh, starting out building my business, one of the monkeys on my back was that um, I wasn't good enough, imposter syndrome, all of those kind of things, judgment, all of those things. So those are monkeys on your back, baggage you pack around that makes it really hard for you to build your business. Then there's the monkeys you pick up trying to solve everything for other people. So you have to remember, not my monkeys, not my circus. And you just move on and focus on where you're at. So it makes a big difference in your business because if you're a people pleaser, somebody that likes to fix things, a fixer, that's what I call myself is I'm a fixer. Um, you want to get in and help people and you find it's kind of like, I wouldn't say you want to be the Superman in the, in the situation, but you like see a way out faster than they do. And so fixing it for them is easier. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What do you ladies have to say about this? Yeah, I find in my own life, it happens the most with family. Like everybody and their dog when it comes to my family, it's mom, it's dad, it's mother-in-law, it's sister, things happening over here. And it can be, and usually it's, I mean, I don't really have really that much of a dramatic family, but when something happens, it's like everyone is in and everyone is in the business and everybody has an opinion and I've had to like train myself that when this is going on over here, I just let it stay over there because the second I insert myself, I absorb that energy. Even if I'm like, even if I'm going in like neutral in the situation, it's the energy that's absorbed that ends up affecting my business. It ends up affecting my life in not just my business, but all areas of my life. And it's not healthy for me. (laughs) So having boundaries and setting those boundaries. And obviously when someone needs help, you want to be the first one to go, but depending on the type of help they need, ask yourself, is it worth this energy suck that's going to take place in going and doing that? And I think this piece is important because you can see, you can see patterns in people. You can see patterns in your own life. So like, as far as like, picking up other people's monkeys and in, you know, like feeling like you have to fix it for everybody. But you can also, when you're doing things like that, you can also find that where it's a pattern for that person, whether it's a team member, whether it's a, you know, uh, your family, whether it's your spouse, whether, you know, whatever. And, uh, 
it's kind of a touchy subject, right? Because for me to dive deep into this, you know, we're really going to have to like talk about some sensitive, <laughs> sensitive topics because uh, I have a family where it is kind of dramatic. There is a lot of drama that goes on. And so what I've had to learn how to do is remove myself from the situation. And it's not, it's, it's not necessarily like that. I just withdraw and never help again. It's that I can see the pattern and they're in their pattern. And so me inserting in and fixing it for them isn't going to solve anything, right? It's not, it's not going to do anything, but fix it for that right second. And then we're going to go right back into this, this pattern again. Right. And it's just this over and over and over and over again. So let us know if you have um, things like that in your life, in your team, in your business, because I also found it in, in my business when I was building, you know, my team, when I first started out building my team, I would find somebody and I, I wanted it more for them than they wanted it for themselves. And so, you know, I was pushing them and managing them and it just created this, what's the word I'm looking for? This negative energy, I guess it would be called, right? Like, and then you're like, well, Carrie, why aren't you doing this? Right? Like I've been putting on all this energy, blah, blah, blah. So you have to learn how to, as a leader in network marketing, as somebody that's, you know, grown a very large team, you have to learn how to walk with the walkers and run with the runners, but you don't sit with the sitters. And it means that you still love them. Like you're still, you still love on them and you still care about them, but you meet them where they are and you, if you expect them to, like Carrie said, it would be boundaries, right? So if you think about tennis, right? One of my upline talks about tennis and this is where it all landed for me because I was a very, um, I'm a, I'm a go-getter, like, let's get this done. Let's do this. Right. And I get behind people and I get excited about it. But if, if think about yourself playing tennis, so you're, you're in the court and you're playing tennis and you're standing there with, you know, one of your teammates or, you know, whoever, and you, you hit the ball to them and they just stand there and the ball goes, goes by them. How long would you sit and throw the ball, you know, hit the ball back to them because they're not ever hitting it back. So then you're running around the tennis court picking up the ball, going back to your place and hitting it again and hoping that they're going to figure out how to hit the ball. That's exactly what's happening when you're picking up other people's monkeys and hoping and praying that they're going to get a clue, right? When they're really just not ready. And it's, it's something that you have to, you have to learn to work through. So. I think also something came up during the workshop when we talk about monkeys, it also can be applied to your family in terms of you not the same person probably you were a while back right we always grow growing and evolving and you realized something oh my gosh you know whether it's about your health or about your mindset or about your job or whatever it is and you wish everyone in the world would realize that right how amazing <laughs> the world would be but usually our family members, they are just not there yet. And the more we try to convince them or the more we try to push our, I don't know what you call them, aha moments onto them, the more they resist. And it can be very frustrating. And you might feel like, well, no one gets me. Why people are, you know, just the way they are. And so what I'm trying to say, the more you push it onto people, the more they will kind of like resist and even stay away from you and maybe even call you crazy one or <laughs> whatever, right? 
uh, what I realized through my journey, they have to come to those aha moments on their own time and on their own terms. Some people never realize those things in their entire life. And that's okay, right? We can't control people. We can't keep convincing people. It's exhausting. Um, so what would we do in these situations? Well, they people usually learn and grow by your example. Like if they see you being happy, right? If they see you doing some different things in life than you used to before, um, that's all that matters. It's kind of like what energy you're in, they will receive that as well. If you're an energy of desperation and drama and trying to convince people, that's what they're going to feel like your life is like. And they don't, might be, don't want that, right? <laughs> but if you just you know, give people love and support when they need it, not pushing it into their face and telling them they're idiots or whatever, <laughs> that's usually a lot easier. And they, what we say, they come around in some way, maybe not in the whole the same way like you did it, but at least they're more understanding and less judgmental towards you. I hope that that helps. All and drama. Of- Can we just quickly like insert drama again in drama. the team? Because yeah, there's going to be, when as you grow, so does you know, as a leader and you're, you know, managing all these other people, which you don't want to go into management mode, the quickest way to fix any problem really is to just find more people and, you know, bring in the right people that you want to work with. But there's always going to be one. There's always going to be one person that nothing is good enough. Um, You know, so-and-so is out to get so-and-so. You're going to have people stealing so-and-so. And it's, it can be really easy to get sucked into that. And again, it's negative energy, but as a leader, like you're a glorified babysitter at times. And the easiest thing to do is take a step back. And like Brandy said, not my circus, not my monkeys, grown ass adults can work their shit out. (laughs) It's not your job to always have to fix everything that's happening in your downline. Yeah. Think about like the energy that it sucks away from you and, and robs you of your time within your own day in life. And within like what you're trying to get done in your business, when you are getting blown up in messenger, right. Then you're having to go here and put out this fire over here and this fire over there because of something else that didn't have anything to do with you. Right. But you are the upline, you're the leader, right. You're, you're, uh, you're running that circus. <laughs> yeah. It is your circus. <laughs> it's your circus, right? But you can train also, you can train your monkeys, right? How to handle these things on their own without you having to insert yourself. So part of this is going to be first, you know, taking the steps to set those boundaries for yourself and not entertaining that kind of drama, um, which sucks your time and your energy because it's exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting. Right. And you're like taking on their, their shit. Okay. And, and that can take a toll on you. Right. But when you're seeing and noticing these behavior patterns and then seeing this stuff happen, it's first of all, uh, you know, I'm going to set my boundaries and do my thing. And then I'm going to train my leaders and my team, how they can also, how might they also put out their own fires and deal with solutions versus getting in there, like igniting that fire bigger, right? Because there's like 
too many chefs in the kitchen or whatever <laughs> they call it. And then it can become this like drawn out days long thing. And it doesn't even need to be in the first place. Okay. No. So it's like, what are you doing for yourself? And then how are you going to train your leaders in your team to do the same thing? Because then it becomes like a culture of how you guys work and how you guys operate. And that's really like such a huge thing and skills that you can help and teach your team um, because no one wants to come into a team uh, or, or into a business when this is the kind of stuff that they have to deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyways, yeah. Friend, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say, just teach your team to become resourceful, teach them to teach them how to fish and teach them to become, to become resourceful. And, you know, when, when shit happens, okay, is to, is to step back, take a 30,000 foot view and ask yourself, is this really serving me right now? You know, how, you know, what, what might I do in order to, in order to not get my energy completely drained? And I was that, I was that leader who was managing my entire team. I was, I was there. Um, and it, my business ground to a halt, literally ground to a breast halt. Pump. She had a breast pump. <laughs> I, I literally, I was breastfeeding my entire team. Um, and it didn't serve them. That's a big team to be breastfeeding. My, yeah, especially when you haven't breastfed for like 30 years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's realizing. And, you know, sometimes you may need to do this you know, in order to realize, oh, hang on, this isn't serving me. This isn't serving my team. They're not doing anything. I'm not getting anywhere. It's literally sucking the energy right out of me. It's draining me. And so, um, in, but I, for me, I like to just, okay, take a step back and ask myself, is this serving me? Is this serving my soul? Okay. Because if it's not, and if, um, you know, whether it is family drama, whether it is your team, whatever it is, whether it is the 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 thoughts in your head that, um, you know, might be like drawing you back into imposter syndrome and thinking, who the hell am I to be to be doing whatever it is that you're doing? Take it like take a 30,000 view. Is there any externally verifiable evidence, for example, like if you're struggling with imposter syndrome right now? Um, that, you know, that is, that is true. Um, and just make sure, and we talk about this a lot, is make sure you take care of you first. Because if you're not taking care of you and your, and your energy is being completely um, drained and sucked out and you actually don't feel like showing up for your team the next day because, um, you know, because, because they, they're sucking their life out of you, Take a step back. Tell them, I love you. Here's what I, here's, here is how I can best serve you. Is by te This is your business. This isn't my business. This is your Cut business. Cut off the milk supply. Yeah. <laughs> the breast pump. Let them figure out where Walmart is and where they can get more on their own. <laughs> well, and here's the thing too. Like, you know, we've said like, oh, it's going to suck your energy. It's going to drain you. But, you know, what that ultimately does and how that translates into the other aspects of your life is you are robbing your, you are shortchanging your kids. 
you're shortchanging your spouse, you're shortchanging the other relationships that you have, because when this, you take on these monkeys and it's sucking your time, you're dealing with all the other people's stuff and drama, right? It is sucking you away, taking you away from showing up as the, as the best version of yourself. Okay. You cannot show up as the best version of yourself when you are carrying around all these monkeys on your back that don't have any place, you know, they don't need to be there. Right. Um, you've, you've brought them on and you can take them off, but you're robbing your kids of like you being fully present or, or, you know, or, or emotionally having all of you, right. Because you've been sucked dry, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this going, I don't know that just like <laughs> back to like the, the, the breastfeeding scene wasn't even on my mind but in, my point is is it's going to roll into all the other aspects of your life mm-hmm. and, and that's not fair to the people around you and it's not fair to you so oh, like there's a said, question came up uh, not everyone knows what impo- imposter syndrome is can your friend explain us? So imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're a fraud, when you feel like, um, um, you know, when you feel like you're a fraud or you feel like you don't have, um, what's the, what is the. It's you like when you feel results. like you need to be certified or you, you need feel to like have you're... results before you can speak about that. And so let me give an example. So, so when I, um, I had I struggled with imposter syndrome for the longest time because I was a dentist. I had the degree, I had the qualifications in order to be a dentist. And then when I started coaching, it was like, well, I don't have it. I don't have the BDS behind my name to say that you are you are certified. You are qualified in order to do this in order to do this role. And again, it's taking the thirty thousand foot view and actually saying, well, actually, is there any externally verifiable evidence that you are an imposter? The true imposters don't feel like that. The true imposters, the people who really are, you know, frauds or who are showing up as somebody that they're not, okay, they don't feel they, they couldn't give a shit. They don't feel any of those um, those feelings that you know. Who am I to be doing this? I don't have the qualifications. They do it and they do it anyway. Okay. So, um, and although imposter syndrome, it's quite frequent, quite normal feeling, especially from those who just getting started. But the key is to recognize it, right? And not let it stop you from doing what you were doing and say, oh, it doesn't feel right. It, it like means I have to stop. <laughs> it just means that you're very uncomfortable right now. You're going through growth period. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to feel that way when you're going into the next level of your business, of your life, of your mindset, of everything. You're going to feel like an imposter and it's actually could serve you in some way rather than um, stop you from doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. So I guess our point here is to become aware of your monkeys, right? So whether those are your own monkeys, you're, you're, you know, you, you're carrying around like imposter syndrome, judgment, all of those things. Or if you're picking up other people's monkeys, trying to be a fixer of all, of all things, 
<laughs> All so some of the monkeys are internal, some of the monkeys external. <laughs> yeah. so, and, and what you might do to get rid of those monkeys. You have to and sometimes we create the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, we are creating our own monkeys. So you want to identify those monkeys and you become aware of those monkeys and then you figure out how to put them down. Evaluate and look for external verifiable um, you know, information. Am I actually an imposter? Well, am I an imposter that's pretending that I'm making a million dollars in network marketing? and you know, sharing it all over social media. No, I'm actually not. What I'm doing is I'm showing people how to build their business on social media. I'm helping other people learn what I'm learning. That means externally verifiable that you're not an imposter, right? So you wanna identify and, and move forward so that you can drop those down. And here's the thing, it doesn't happen all in one, you know, one, one sitting. Like you don't just go one day, okay, I'm done being in, in imposter syndrome, I'm just gonna move on. It's kind of a process, right? Like you've got to work through it piece by piece and it comes up again. It'll come up again when you hit a new level and you're like, wow, is this really happening? Do I really have what it takes? Some of us are scared of success. Some of us are scared of failure. So it just, you know, there's just different things that will come up for you and it's identifying the internal and external monkeys and figuring out how to put them down. And if you need help with that, we actually have a course called the Unleash Your Inner Badass and we'll drop it somewhere here it's, it's above oh it's above, it's above. i was going i was going to add in i was going to add in one of the worst pieces of advice that can co that can help you like accelerate this imposter syndrome is fake it until you make it yeah don't because do if yeah please don't do that you know, trying to be somebody that you're not and telling us, I've been there as well. How's your business going? When I hadn't recruited anyone, I had no customers, I had nothing. In fact, I was, I literally had a, I had a not-for-profit not business and I was like, it's going awesome. It's going great. Bullshit. <laughs> it's totally so don't, don't get sucked into the, the idea that you fake it until you make it. You just be you, you be authentic, genuine and as you learn something, turn around and teach it and share your journey along the way. Mm -hmm. So a way to flip that because yeah. it's going to happen, right? We're all getting started at one point and there's going to be times where your business isn't going as great as you thought it was going to be when you first got started. Instead of saying, oh, it's going great and I love it or, you know, it's going great. This is happening and this is happening and making up a whole bunch of lies about your business. Instead, what I love is it's challenging, but I love it. There's no fakeness to that. You're not lying because growing a network marketing team is challenging, but that doesn't mean that you hate it, right? You can absolutely love it and you can love the challenge and you can love the personal growth before you get to that next rank and that next goal. Perfect. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, with that, grab your Unleash Your Badass above and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Bye.